I'm Mike Huther, and I'm the proud mayor of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mike Huther has devoted his life to public service. His efforts to improve conditions for the citizens of Sioux Falls, South Dakota have made him a popular mayor. Faith and family are important elements of this mayor's life. Whenever I do something, I want to try to do it as uniquely as, as, as possible and, and try to make it impactful. Uh, I do that, my, my bride does it, my daughter does it. To me, it's just, if you're gonna do something, try to, try to go the extra mile with it. I am a guy who, you know, I do like to control things, I like to influence things, I like to manage things. But what I've learned is I've grown and matured and, uh, you know, gotten, gotten some gray hair uh, and, and again, more crust on my body, is that as much as I wanna control this life, you find out that ultimately you're, you're not in control. On today's Experience Jesus Calling podcast, we hear the story of a man who lives out his faith daily as a public servant, but also as a husband and a father. It's a unique story. Uh, my folks were, were divorced when I was in the, the fifth grade. Uh, I'm the oldest of, of four kids. Um, my mom, you know, very influential part of my life. My dad struggled with alcoholism, so you know, his support to the family was limited at best. Uh, so, you know, here we had this, uh, this mom and four kids and uh, we, we struggled in, in all kinds of, of ways. I was struggling, uh, you know, why me? Uh, why my family? Uh, you know, why, why don't we have any money? Why do, you know, why, why, why do people look at, look at me and my family differently? And, and so, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a challenging time for me, but, you know, it, I think it ultimately, it, it, it made me stronger too. It was in the, the sixth grade, I entered this speech contest. And, uh, you know, here I was, I, I had a, a helmet head for a haircut. Uh, I had, you know, red velvet uh, sewed on the end of my jeans so that they'd last longer. My grandma sewed my underwear and my, my socks and, I had bad buck teeth and, and not a lot of confidence at the time, uh, but I entered the speech contest and, and ultimately, uh, with the help of my mom, uh, you know, preparing for it, guess who won the speech contest? Uh, it, it was me. And it really was a, a turning point in, in my life. You know what, if I can, if I can do this, uh, you know, maybe I can do some other things. And, and from there, I went on to, um, really kind of uh, uh, tackle some leadership things. I was the president of my junior class in, at Yankton High School, president of my senior class, uh, was elected the vice president of South Dakota State University as a, as a, as a young sophomore, and, and uh, then you know, went on to, to do some, you know, a, a bunch of leadership things in, in corporate America and nonprofits and, and life. And, and uh, so, yeah, it, it, it really was the beginning, that, that simple little speech contest. And that was kind of a, one of the things that, that really got me, got my blood going when it came to, to leadership and, and public service. Once you get even just a, a wee dose of, of confidence, then I think you can tackle these opportunities in life. You can, you can overcome these issues in life. Uh, you can dream bigger. Because I think that, that faith, they, it gives you that, that dose of confidence 
uh, that, that you need in, in life. The day I was elected uh, the vice president of South Dakota State University, you know, thinking I'm this big man on campus, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. And, uh, you know, so you look at that as, as a real negative, but then on the other hand, uh, that, that summer when I went back home uh, to Yankton, I, I met my bride, Cindy. Uh, you know, we dated for five years and we've been married for 30. So uh, for 35 years, I've, I've been with uh, what I consider the most beautiful woman inside. And, and my gosh, you got to see her because she's beautiful on the outside, too. And uh, and yeah, we've been through so much, uh, including this uh, this sixth grade dream that I've had to, to be a, a public servant. Ultimately, all these things that God is providing, uh, they, they make you better, they make you stronger, they make you more resilient. I was uh, asked to go to Europe uh, with Citibank, and actually, uh, uh, Cindy, my bride, and, and Kyla, my daughter, they were in Europe with me at the time, and we were, it was one night, uh, Cindy and I were laying in bed in a hotel overlooking Kensington Palace, uh, there in, in London, and we had to figure out what country in Europe, you know, we were gonna we were gonna to go to uh, to work for Citicorp, and uh, we were sitting there talking about it, and we decided the country we wanted to live in <laughs> was uh, South Dakota. <laughs> I had this public service gig dream that I had. I, I knew that I wanted to be with family and the good people of, of uh, this, this area. And um, uh, after, you know, months of negotiation, uh, they did offer me an opportunity to, to come back to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, but at the same time, I was um, uh, being courted by another uh, entity. And uh, at the last minute, I, I took a counter offer from uh, a, a gentleman or, or from a company and, and ended up uh, going in a different career path. I worked there for 10 years and then ultimately um, I went to my boss and, and the owner of the company and told them both that, that I was serious, but knowing that, yeah, there was a ton of risk uh, involved. Um, uh, but it, again, it was, it was a dream that I had and, and I wanted to be successful. And so Yes, was I was I nervous? Uh, did I know there was some risk? Yeah, but I was very very methodical uh, and reasoned in my approach too. I I was serious about this, and you can certainly, you know, do your part uh, in terms of taking, you know, what what God provides you to try to make you know good decisions or to try to plan accordingly and and to try to set you know steps along the way to, to kind of prepare you. And, and, and that's what I did and ultimately resigned from my executive vice president role at the, uh, the 10th largest credit card firm in, in America. And uh, I quit full time to, to try to run to serve the people of Sioux Falls as their mayor. All these things that I want to do that are on my magic list, uh, uh, I have found that there's got to be uh, part of it that you have to give up and you have to put in God's hands and, and you can enjoy it more. And, and uh, 
that's what I've tried to do. And, and that's kind of where Jesus Calling is coming. It's just been one of the tools in my toolbox that's, that's helped me, you know, realize that. I um, uh, was invited uh, to go uh, meet with another very, very influential person in, in our town. We were both, you know, here we are, these high-profile leaders within the community, and as we got to talking like brothers, uh, like, like old friends, even though we, we, we weren't old friends, you know, we just kind of started to break down some of the barriers that you have as, as guys, and, and we really started to just kind of confide in each other, and, and so we started to talk. And uh, he, he said some things, I said some things, and, and uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful meeting. And all of a sudden, Jeff said, you know, Mike, I am going to tell you something, though, uh, that, that helps me. Uh, and one of the things that he told me about was uh, Jesus Calling and the daily passages within it. And uh, so he's telling me about it, and all of a sudden he reaches down under his desk, and he hands me a Jesus Calling book, my Jesus Calling book. And he said, Mayor, he goes, uh, I want you to have this, and, and I hope it's as powerful to you as, as it's been to me. You need to see my book someday, uh, because you know, even though it's, it's not that old, I've only been using it since uh, May 1 of 2013, it, it, looks, uh, it looks worn. Uh, I've got yellow sticky notes. I've got highlighting. I've got these funny notes. You know, I've got like, boom. Uh, I've got, uh, Mike, slow down. I've got uh, all these stars or smiley faces. I've got fantastic with two exclamation points. I've got the best one. I've got all, Kylie and David. I've got all these things that are written, you know, all over it, and and uh, again, I just uh, I found it um, very, very uh, powerful for for me, and and now you know I've tried to share it with others still. Mike Huther learned what it meant to truly let go of his daughter as she moved into a new season of her life, and passed on a special legacy to those closest to his family. If you go to the August twenty third. A passage within Jesus Calling, uh, it, it, it starts off in, in this way. It says, Entrust your loved ones to me. Release them into my protective care. Uh, they are much safer with me than in your clinging hands. Uh, and that's how it starts off. And um, uh, then it, it, if you go down to the next paragraph, it says, when you release loved ones to me, you are free to cling to my hand. As you entrust others into my care, I am free to shower blessings on them. My presence will go with them wherever they go, and I will give them rest. Uh, and then it, it goes on. And, and I, I got to thinking, I'm going, you know, here I am. This is my only daughter. I love her dearly. You know, she's been my boy, she's been my girl, she's been everything to me, but yet I do have to uh, really kind of release her from my care. Uh, not only release her to, to David, uh, her husband-to-be, but, you know, I had to truly release her in, into God's hands. And, and then I got to thinking, I go, wow, uh, this is really powerful 
And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try something here. I'm going to do something here. I kind of had my role as as a dad, and and the advice that I was given was, you know, show up, shut up, and pay up. Uh, that was kind of my role. Uh, and but Kylie, um, she said, Dad. She goes, you know, uh, you do have the opportunity to engage the uh, uh, the guests uh, and and give you know, a, a speech. And that was the part that I was, you know, specifically given. And so, again, I, I, I wanted to take it seriously. And, and so, you know, I thinking through it and trying to figure out, you know, what I should do and what I should say and, and even, you know, what would be a kind of a unique gift. Uh, and I thought, I, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get everybody a, a Jesus Calling book um, uh, as a gift for the wedding. Not only did I give them, uh, give all the, uh, the guests a, a copy of Jesus Calling, however, uh, I also talked about, my, my, uh, as part of my speech, I brought back that August 23rd passage and tried to explain it to, to the audience in terms of, you know, how this, uh, this journey happened and how they're now part of it. Um, and uh, yeah, Jesus Calling was uh, was was uh, was part of it. Uh, it, it. It definitely uh, made an impact, and and it was unique, and it was special, and, and I think it created a, a a pretty cool memory. As Mayor Huther continues to serve his community, embrace a new reality for his family, and celebrate becoming a grandfather, he seeks perspective daily from Jesus Calling, and takes joy in sharing the wisdom he's found with others. It brings faith. Uh, to your life in a very, very simplistic uh, but, but impactful way. Uh, and I think that that's something that, that, that people are looking for. Uh, they, they want it to be real. They want it to be understandable, and they want it to be impactful. And I think that's what uh, the Jesus Calling book does. Uh, I, I think that it does. I mean, uh, you can you can read the daily passage in in uh, in a minute. Uh, you, you can you can understand it, and you can relate to it, uh, and then you can choose to to you know pray pray on it more or think about it more. But but it does uh, uh, it does impact you regardless at, at, um, uh, whenever you read it. Next time on the Experience Jesus Calling podcast, we speak with author and speaker Sherry Gregg as she relates her experience facing her oldest daughter's imminent graduation from high school and her journey away from home to start college. I would really have these swings of emotions. In one minute, I would be very focused, trying to help her achieve her goal. And in the next minute, it would like, I would kind of wake up and think, what am I doing? I'm helping her leave me. I don't want her to leave me. This is insane. Why am I doing this? And But then after the panic would pass, I would realize that I'm supposed to be doing this. This is a good thing. And I would go back to the appropriate job of, you know, helping her get on her way. But each time I've taken her away on a trip, there's definitely a moment I'll look over at her and the car on the campus and it's all I can do to keep from breaking down. <laughs> you know, it's just hard to let go.
a mother's courage and faith as she looks toward a child leaving the nest and the hopes she has for all of her children. Next time on the Experience Jesus Calling podcast. Our excerpt from Jesus Calling for this show comes from the August 23rd entry. Entrust your loved ones to me. Release them into my protective care. They are much safer with me than in your clinging hands. If you let a loved one become an idol in your heart, you endanger that one as well as yourself. Remember the extreme measures I took with Abraham and Isaac. I took Isaac to the very point of death to free Abraham from sun worship. Both Abraham and Isaac suffered terribly because of the father's undisciplined emotions. I detest idolatry, even in the form of paternal love. When you release loved ones to me, you are free to cling to my hand. As you entrust others into my care, I am free to shower blessings on them. My presence will go with them wherever they go, and I will give them rest. This same presence stays with you as you relax and place your trust in me. Watch to see what I will do. Do you have an experience with Jesus Calling that has had an impact on your life? We'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com and share your story with us.